Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The reason why I want to read it again, because in some translations, and this is one of the good things about having different translations of the Bible, is that there are different nuances to words. Uh, in the translation that Jobeth read, it said, praise the Lord not bless the Lord. And praising is a form of blessing, but that word is much deeper than just praise. It includes making someone smile. It includes actions that you do, much more than just verbal uh, stuff. And so uh, as I was reading this, I ran across an account where a father uh, was with his family. They just had a great meal and uh, it was dinner time. They ate a lot and the dad got up and he patted his belly and he said, bless the Lord, O my soul and all that is within me. And then he turned to his son and said, get it, get it. And all his son could do was roll his eyes and say, dad joke. And you know, dad jokes can be pretty corny, can't they? But uh, whenever you say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, that's not a prayer to be said when you finish a meal. It means a whole lot more than that. The word bless, we use the phrase, uh, we these phrases like bless, bless your heart, bless her heart. Bless her pea-picking heart. Bless your pea-picking heart. Bless your cotton-picking heart. All these different ways we use the word bless. And uh, I, I ran across some of this. I was thinking about it. Here's a uh, bless her heart. She's dumb as a doornail, but at least she's pretty. <laughs> bless her heart. He is as, or bless his heart. He is as dumb as a sack of rocks. Bless her heart. She has no fashion sense at all. And if you add cotton picking or pea picking to it, it kind of adds to an insult in a way, doesn't it? Uh, like, uh, bless your cotton picking heart. You really have no idea how this works, do you? And so uh, we use the word bless in kind of a awkward way, don't we? We, we, we talk about blessing others. But really, whenever we talk about me, we know what blessing is. And how many of our prayers to God are, are, are bless me, oh God, bless me. God, I need your blessing. How many of our prayers are along that line? How often do we say, bless me, Lord, instead of bless the Lord? And that's what I want to talk to you about today. The scripture really says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Not bless me, not bless my soul, O Lord. Now, it's true that he blesses us. 
And that's the reason why we should want to bless him is because love is supposed to be a two-way street. It's easy to mindlessly utter the bless me, Lord, kind of prayer, isn't it? They just come naturally, it seems. Um, I pray that kind of prayer a lot because I need God's blessing. We all do. But there needs to be some balance, just like in a relationship with another person. It can't be all one way or it's not really a relationship, a good relationship. And so it is. It's okay to ask God for his blessing. He is ready to bless his children. He loves his children. Uh, and God can. He does want to bless us. But we need to be blessing him too. And here we see scripture telling us to bless the Lord with our souls not just seeking blessing for our souls. David, this prayer that he prayed, you know, whenever we uh, look at Psalm 103, many times we just kind of skim through the blessed Lord on my soul and, uh, and forget not his benefits. And we go into the benefits and we claim the promises that are there in those benefits. But it starts off, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. This whole psalm expresses David's belief in and relationship to God. And he was the one who's referred to as a man after God's own heart. And if we are people after his heart, we're going to be wanting to bless God too. His attitude was, God loves me so much, I want to love him with all that is inside of me. I want to love him with every part of me. I want to be a blessing to God. And so he talks to his soul. He tells his soul. You see, here his spirit is telling his soul. He directs his soul to bless God. Something a lot of us need to do. He's decided intentionally to make his thoughts, his will, his choices, and his emotions a blessing to God. Now, there are things that bless God. Three things I can think of real quickly. First of all, it blesses him when you trust him. It blesses him. One of the things that blesses him more than anything else, it says in Scripture, is whenever a sinner repents and comes to him. It says there is rejoicing in heaven when one sinner repents and turns to God. Rejoicing. Everybody cheers in heaven. And so our repentance blesses the Lord. Obedience blesses the Lord. You know, there's a, I was reading in, there was this morning in Matthew, the uh, 28th chapter. Let's see if I can find it quickly here. Found Matthew. Matthew 28, starting with, let's see here. No, it's, it's 21. Matthew 21, starting with verse 28, 21, 28, 
It's a parable that uh, nobody ever talks about. And uh, so 21, 28 says, but what do you think? This is Jesus speaking. A man had two sons and he came to the first and said, son, go to work today in the vineyard. And he answered, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. The man came to the second and said the same thing. And he answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? And the Pharisees and the Sadducees who were there, they said, the first. Jesus said to them, truly, I say to you, that the tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and prostitutes did believe him. And you, seeing this, did not even feel remorse afterward so as to believe him. So you see, obedience blesses the Lord. He said that uh, the son who said no and then did the right thing blessed his father. The son who said, okay, dad, and did not go, didn't bless his father. Well, you see, it's easy. This is why I wanted to bring out all the different connotations of praise. We can say all sorts of things to God, but what do we do? What do we do to bless God? Because words can become hollow if nothing backs them up. And so, uh, you see, this is the very essence of the Christian life. So I will make this as clear as I possibly can this morning. Now, your soul is made up of your mind and your will and your emotions, so that means you sit down with yourself. You sit down with your soul and decide to make your thoughts a blessing to God, to make your will a blessing to God. You determine you're going to make your choices a blessing to God. And you determine you're going to make your emotions a blessing to God. These are all a matter of the will. You're going to have emotions. You're going to have choices. You're going to have all these things, but you can bless God with them. You can bless God with all that is within you, you see. And this was David's desire. So he sat down with his soul and he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Now, to help you, to help your soul bless the Lord, I want you to ask yourself these three questions. During this past week, this next week, I encourage you to do this often. Ask yourself, does my mind bless the Lord? That's the first question. Does my mind bless the Lord? Is what I'm thinking about a blessing to God? Do the things that I think about and meditate upon bless him? Do my mental processes like judging and learning and concluding 
honor and bless him. Question number two, does my will bless the Lord? Do the choices I make bless God? Do I bless God when I'm strong-willed? Do I bless God when I'm weak-willed? Is God honored when I apply my will to a situation? How does it make God feel? Is it going to be a blessing to him? First question, does my mind bless the Lord? Do my thoughts bless the Lord? Second, does my will bless the Lord? Does what I decide I want to do, is it going to bless the Lord? Number three, do my emotions bless the Lord? Does the way I handle my feelings bless God? You're going to have feelings, but are you handling them in a way that is going to bless the Lord? Do I have spirit honoring control over my feelings? Is God honored by the way I handle my emotions? Give you an example from our household this past week. Isaiah, our little grandson, he gave me permission to share this with you. He, uh, he was wanting something that uh, he couldn't have. His brother was doing something and he couldn't do it. And so he just started just crying. Oh, just, just really throwing one of his little things there. And finally, his mother said, Isaiah, you're crying. Is it going to get you what you want? And all of a sudden, he just abruptly stopped and said, really? <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> now, you know, as I thought about that, I can remember, I don't know, how many of you had, you had a mama that told you, uh, if... Uh, if you don't stop crying, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. You see, there's something to that. Because you see, the way we handle our emotions can become a habit. It can, can become a bad habit. The way that we handle our emotions and what we do with them. And we do uh, have, we may not have a choice as to what emotions we're going to have. But we do have a choice of how we're going to handle them when they come and what we're going to do with them. And so uh, we need to ask ourselves, do my emotions, am I handling things? Uh, you know, it's, it's good every now and then to realize that if our souls bless the Lord, when we focus on blessing God rather than just being blessed by God, you know what the result is? The result is blessing. The wonderful thing is that when we bless the Lord with our souls and our souls, like I say, more than our mouth, our souls include our very life, our very being, our innermost being. We should be desiring to bless the Lord. You know, uh, I saw a little thing the other day it just says, I want my life to make God smile. That's the bottom line, isn't it? I want my life to to make God smile. You remember there's one point whenever, uh, well, just as far as David's relationship with God, he was laying there in his palace one day and it dawned on him, you know, God has blessed me so much. He's given me this nice palace, this nice place to live. He just blesses me with this and blesses me with that. 
and he's staying in a tent. This isn't right. God needs a house. And he just decided he wanted to bless God with a house. He wanted to bless God with a fabulous temple. God told him no. He couldn't do that, but he, he appreciated the thought. Just the, you see, just the thought, the way God, the way that David thought about God had to make God smile. Whenever the ark was brought into uh, Jerusalem, it said that he danced before the Lord in his underwear, basically. Uh, he threw off his outer garment and was just dancing along because he was so delighted that God's presence was being brought in and he was just beside himself with joy for God. How about us? How about us? Do we want to bless God like that? That should be our heart's desire is to bless the Lord with all that is within us. I'll give you an example as how this can work out in everyday life. A friend of ours shared a quote, or it's not a quote, he shared, she shared a story the other day. Uh, this happened over in Baytown, Texas, people. She says, I had a great day yesterday. I was at the cash register in Macy's making a purchase. There was a beautiful Hispanic woman helping me, and behind me was a beautiful black woman. I completed my purchase and walked toward the door. I heard the Lord say, Go back and tell them you love them. I went back and said, in spite of what's going on in the world right now, I want you to know that I love you. And the cashier was still behind the register and I turned to the other lady and, and said, may I give you a hug? At which point the cashier came around and we had a group hug. One lady said, we just need to keep praying hard with tears in our eyes. I departed. She says, I shared this only to share that I heard the Lord say. Share that I, I, I did what, the Lord, what I heard the Lord say. I only share God's opinion. We're all his kids. Now, let me ask you this. Who was blessed? First of all, the Lord was blessed because she was obedient. She didn't worry about what other people were going to think. She didn't worry about what other people were going to say. She just wanted to bless the Lord. And she's the sort of person, that's the way she lives. She has a heart after God. And so in obedience to him, she turned around and did something that might cause some people to frown. And so, yes, the Lord was blessed. But also, my friend was blessed, wasn't she? Because... She made God smile. And you know what else? Those two ladies were blessed because she was willing to be obedient and do something that went totally against the grain of where our culture is headed right now. And you know what? Whenever I read this, I was blessed when I shared it with Sharon. She was blessed. And now you are all blessed because this woman, at one moment in time, just one instant, knew what the Lord wanted her to do, and she wanted to bless him. So I encourage you, 
Ask yourself often during this next week, does my mind or whenever you're thinking thoughts, just ask yourself, are my thoughts blessing you, Lord? Is what I'm doing, is my will blessing you, Lord? The way I'm feeling, Lord, how can I bless you with my feelings? Be they joy, grief, anger, or whatever else. How can I bless you with what I feel? I want you to go through this next week just thinking, I'm going to do my darndest to make God smile. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.